Hello, my beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another episode here with me on her divine vibe. So this episode, I am merging two things that I love so deeply, and that is astrology and goddesses. Yes. (laughs) And I felt like It would just be something playful to pick a goddess that goes with each zodiac sign. Now we know there are Egyptian, there are Greek, there are Celtic, there are African, there are an endless amount of goddesses and deities. So of course I'm like, to make this a little bit easier on myself because I'm such a perfectionist and I wanted to get like every goddess correct to the right zodiac sign but I was also like this is playful this is fun this is not meant to be so serious Jessica so this episode is dedicated to Greek goddesses so the Greek goddesses that go with the zodiac signs and Let me tell you, in itself, there are so many Greek goddesses. And honestly, yes, this is playful, but also it really lights me up because I am learning and it excites me. So I was so excited of the idea, but then my excitement just deepened even more as I was learning because I realized there are goddesses that I know of and I heard, but I never really took the time to learn more about. And um, I realized there are like many versions of the stories of each goddess. Um, So I'm like, okay, there's no right or wrong. I'm just going with my intuition on what I feel really resembles each zodiac sign. And I wanted to do this for you because I feel like this will also deepen your connection with the archetypes within yourself and for you to connect or you know be interested or spark some curiosity of wanting to connect deeper with goddesses and work with them or honor them or just learn about them because one thing that I have realized is not many women work with goddesses and not that it's something that you have to do or that you should do but I do think that it is another beautiful way to connect deeper with yourself. So I do oracle readings and in a lot of my readings they are based off of goddesses and I have this deck that I use um, and I find that a lot of my clients really get excited when I tell them like I'm gonna see what goddess is guiding you in this time what are you here to embody right now what goddess energy and a lot of women do get excited about that and I think that there is opportunity to bring that more to talk about that more and to plant that seed for you um so um we're gonna take this very lighthearted. okay don't come at me if you feel like I chose the wrong goddess because I'm really going with my intuition here and um 
girl, yes, there are so many goddesses and they could all represent more than just one. So um, this is playful, okay? (laughs) Don't come at me if you feel like it doesn't resonate. Um, And I can't say that I know all the stories. I just kind of did a brief uh, study of it and why I wanted to choose. So you have your chart, you have your sun, your moon, your rising, your Venus, your Mars, your Mercury. And so it's really fun to see like, ooh, in my love, in my Venus, this is my sign and this is the deity for that. So how can I embody more of that energy? Or I want to learn more about her and work with her energy or build an altar for that. So that is really what the intention is here. So enough of me explaining that. Let's get into the goddesses and the zodiac signs. All right, so we're going to start with Aries and we know that Aries is a fire sign that is ruled by the planet Mars and Mars is the planet of war and so it gives Aries this very driven powerful courageous personality and so the goddess that I chose for Aries is Athena and Athena is the goddess of war and wisdom. She is the daughter of Zeus and she is known to be the invincible warrior. So to me that really represents Aries energy, the Aries woman, because not that the Aries woman is here to cause fight and chaos but she is passionate and she is bold and she is fearless and she's not afraid to speak her truth and to fight for what is right in her eyes and what she is passionate about and again she is the goddess of wisdom as well, not just war, but also wisdom. So she chooses her battles and there is like a divine guidance there. And Aries is really good at keeping that flame ignited. Um, and that is Athena. Is She's on fire. She is ready and she is passionate. And so for you to connect with that energy of Athena, I really do think that lighting a red candle and calling in when you need courage and strength, um, calling that in and lighting that red candle, that will bring in that goddess Athena energy. Now, Taurus. <laughs> Taurus, the earth sign that is ruled by Venus. I chose the goddess Hestia, who is the goddess of hearth. Hearth is um, this, I guess, like this pot or this wood or something that created fire in the home. And that's key to Hestia is home. Hestia is about being protective of the home and of the family. And so I felt like she really resembles Taurus because Taurus is practical. Taurus is about peace and stability and comfort. And 
being the goddess of hearth, she brings in that warmth to the home. Without hearth, there is no ability to create warm food or to warm the home or to bring light into the home. And Taurus is very much about that. Hesia is one of the elder sisters of Zeus. And so she is powerful. She is respected. And that very much is Taurus, the Taurus woman. Um, And so Hestia, don't get it twisted. She also loved luxurious things and having a beautiful home, which is everything that Taurus is about, is comfort in your space, whatever home is to you. So to connect with the energy of Hestia, it's also working with that fire energy, um, bringing in warmth to your home. So I feel like baking something sweet and bringing that sweetness and that comfort in the home um, is one way to really connect with that and embody that Taurus energy. Now, after Taurus comes Gemini, and we know Gemini is ruled by Mercury. It is a mutable sign, making Gemini energy very witty and lighthearted. So the goddess of Gemini that I chose is Hebe. She is the goddess of youth, and she is one of the three daughters of Hera and Zeus. So Hebe, what she is known for is restoring youth to mortals, and um, she really is that youthful energy of Gemini. Gemini is lighthearted, doesn't take things too serious. It's an air sign, so there's this airiness to it, and Hera is one of the daughters of Zeus, right? He is the king of kings. He is the gods of goddesses. Uh, He is the gods of the gods. And so it's almost like Hebe doesn't have much to worry about. And so she can be in that young, youthful energy. She doesn't have to take things too serious because her father is Zeus. She's born into this energy of just ease and flow for her. And one thing about Hebe is when you see pictures um, or drawings of her, she's wearing a floral crown and that symbolizes the spring season. And as we know, Gemini is in between Aries and Cancer, which is spring and summer. And so it's that light, fun, playful energy. And I really feel like she resembles Gemini. So I feel like if you want to connect with Hebe, create your own floral crown, wear floral dresses, just be youthful, be playful, and um, bring in a lot of spring flowers, summer flowers into your home. Now we have Cancer. And Cancer is a sign that is ruled by the moon. So this to me was a given. And so I chose the goddess Selene for Cancer. And Selene is the goddess of the moon. And she was considered to be the personification of the moon, which is everything of emotion, compassion, 
and depth, which cancer is all about. And so she was actually, Celine was known for pulling the moon across the sky in her silver chariot with two horses that had long hair. And if you know the tarot, the tarot card for cancer is the chariot and the chariot is um, a chariot (laughs) that is pulled by two, they're not horses in the tarot, but um, it's yin and yang. And I really think that that is Celine, definitely. And so she is also the deity of agriculture and fertility. So she was described in her stories as someone who was seductive, peaceful, and kind, but very timid and liked to be more in the shadows. And that to me is very Cancerian because Cancer is the crab. And so they have this shell where they can hide in, even though there's there are times when they do come out and they come out and show themselves to the world, but they have their place where they can hide and be in their softness more. And so Celine was pretty easy for me to choose for cancer. And I feel like for you to connect with this energy is to do moon gazing or watch the moon rise and just really be in that energy of the moon and light a white candle and write down your deepest secrets and yeah just really connect with the moon so next we have after cancer is leo and leo oops sorry bia's here sitting with me leo is a fire sign that is ruled by the sun and leo is here to be known to be seen to be felt to be heard and is all about extravagance and royalty and just having a warm heart we know that leos are big for their heart they have warm big hearts so the goddess the greek goddess that symbolizes Leo is Hera. Hera is the goddess of woman, marriage, and childbirth. She was the queen of Olympus. She was by Zeus' side. And that is so Leo energy. Leo is a Leo woman is a queen. She has her queendom. And Hera is that. Zeus chose her to be by his side. He wanted Hera as the queen and she was very much respected and she was depicted as very gorgeous, very elegant and very luxurious. And that is again Leo energy at its core. A Leo woman 
has this elegance to her. And whatever luxury looks like to her, she embodies that. She embodies luxury and she is respected and she is just a queen in her own right. And so Hera is here to show you to step into your queen energy. So what I would say to connect with this is to adorn yourself with what makes you feel the most confident, what makes you feel the most luxurious and glamorous, what makes you feel like a queen. And next we have Virgo. Virgo is the earth sign that is logical, diligent, consistent, reliable, and let's not forget, kind. She is like a mother. And so the goddess that I chose for Virgo is Rhea. Rhea is the daughter of the earth goddess Gaia. She is the goddess of motherhood, of fertility, of childbirth. She is the mother of Zeus. And to me, to be the mother of a god... You have to have this strength in you. And so Virgo, as much as we like to say they're picky, they're complicated, they are women that have high standards because they hold themselves with that. Because they know what they are capable of. They know they have this this strong intuition, this strong commitment and devotion to their mind-body-soul connection and to health. And so Rhea being the goddess of fertility, that to me really uh, connects with Virgo energy. And she was the Greek mother of the gods. She was that with what which flows. And so Virgo is earth energy and being the daughter of Gaia, who is earth, who is the goddess of earth, it just made sense to me that Virgo be, that Virgo is connected to Rhea. And so for you to embody Rhea's energy, it's really connecting your mind, your body, and your soul, and nurturing to your health, nurturing to your fertility, and it's your daily habits and being conscious of what you eat. So eating a lot of greens, bringing in a lot of green into your home, that earth energy, that strong stability, I think that will be really great to bring in that groundedness and really honor Rhea. I, I love this goddess. I don't know how I didn't know about her before, but as I was reading about her, I just felt like this is a very powerful one. And Virgo women, you are so respected and so needed. And don't associate yourself with those stereotypes. Um, there's so much more to you than just perfectionism. <laughs> so please connect with that goddess Rhea. Now we have Libra. Libra is my sign, my sun sign, and Libra is charismatic, passionate, is very passionate about harmony and beauty. And to me, this was a given. The goddess Aphrodite is what I chose for Libra. Aphrodite is about love and beauty. 
She has the ability to provoke desire. And she is known for her charm and ability for rekindling um, couples that are arguing, which is that Libra energy of balance and justice. And of course, Aphrodite was also known to be a social butterfly, a little bit of a flirt. I mean, she did provoke desire. And Libra is very much known for their charm, for their charisma, for their sophistication and luring you in with their beauty, the beauty within, not just the physical. And so, of course, Aphrodite was... (laughs) the right one and to honor Aphrodite it's to indulge in that desire and um, bring in pearls and shells into your home that beauty and that softness of pearls is what Aphrodite is known for and so you can honor and connect with that energy by pearls and by seashells and being by the ocean, and letting your hair flow freely. That is also something that Aphrodite is known for. Now, Scorpio. Scorpio is about depth, rebirth, transformation. There's so much beauty there, right? We love Scorpio energy over here. So, For me, it was a little difficult to choose which goddess because there were two. And um, I guess I'm going to mention both. But the one that I initially went with is Persephone. Persephone is the queen of the underworld. She is the daughter of Zeus and Demeter. Demeter um, is about fertility and harvest. So the story of Persephone is that she, uh, Zeus allows her to spend six months with family on the surface on the earth and then the rest of the six months in the underworld with her husband. And so she is able to, in those six months, be herself, be able to be present in the earth and in the other six months it's also her and herself in the underworld but she feels at home with both and so it's that balance of light and dark of death and rebirth and that is what Scorpio energy is it transforms it allows you to be in your darkness to be able to enjoy the light And that is Persephone at the core. And so anytime anyone is working with Persephone, they are working through their shadows and they are connecting with Scorpio energy. Um, So I really loved that story of Persephone and balancing the love, balancing the dark and the light. I think that is definitely what resembles Scorpio. So the other one that I was going to choose was Hecate, I think that's how you say it, and she's known for witchcraft, and um, I believe she's the daughter of Persephone, Um, but I didn't read too much on her, even though I'm so intrigued by her energy now, like, knowing about her more, Um, but I would say Persephone resembles more Scorpio. 
So next is Sagittarius. Sag, the philosopher, the explorer, the fire sign that is here seeking truth and gaining knowledge and wisdom. This is the first sign, the beginning of winter. It's not yet winter, but it's going towards that. So the goddess that I chose for Sagittarius is Artemis. And she is the goddess of animals and of the hunt and of moonlight. So she's the only goddess that has an archer and she illuminates the darkness. I felt like this is very much Sagittarius energy because Sag is here to seek the truth, to bring to light the truth. Uh, whatever truth is for you, whatever it is that you believe in, but it's to bring that to light. And so being that Artemis is what illuminates the darkness, that's that fire of Sagittarius that's here to ignite your beliefs within yourself. And being the huntress, being that she's hunting, that's that's Sag all the way. The Sagittarius woman is not here to be tamed. She is free. She is liberated. She runs towards her truth and what she's here to live by. And so this goddess really, I felt like, is connected with Sagittarius energy. So what I would say for you to connect with this energy is to ask yourself, what are your truths and are you embodying that? And maybe do it on the moonlight. Find that inner huntress within yourself. So after Sag is Capricorn and Capricorn is a leader, is a go-getter, is here to climb to the top of the mountain and live out their dreams and their goals. Um, and as they climb through those mountains, there's so much wisdom that they gain and they are known to be the sage. So the goddess, the Greek goddess for Capricorn is Metris. And she is the goddess of counsel and wisdom. This is who Zeus went to for counsel. And the fact that Zeus feared her power, okay, he feared her the power, the knowledge that Metris had. So Zeus ate Metris while she was pregnant by him because he feared that the children that she would have would have so much wisdom and they would outrule him. And so he ate her. And that's when Athena was born. So Athena is the daughter of Metris. There's just so much in that story that tells you knowledge is power. And that's the gift of Capricorn is knowledge. And maybe they're not the most luxurious or they're wearing the crown, but best believe that 
a Capricorn in your life, you're always going to go to when you have finances issues, when you have issues with your business, when you don't know what you're doing with your life and you need structure and you need goals and you need to get to where you want to go in life. You have your Capricorn friends or someone in your life that you go to. And so Metris is so embodying that energy and um, it's just really connecting with your inner sage and your inner wisdom and I really love this goddess as well the fact that Zeus feared her yes Capricorn some people may fear you not because you come off as cold but because you have so much knowledge and people don't understand where that even comes from and sometimes you might not even know but it's the divine within you and just know that this wisdom comes from something deeper than books and 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 other things that you may learn from it's divine wisdom now aquarius our quirky fun air sign our intelligent intellectual air sign aquarius the goddess that i chose for aquarius is asteria and she is the goddess of the fallen stars and the nighttime. So why did I choose that for Aquarius? If Aquarius is an air sign that is about that is resembled as the water barrier. The water barrier is the knowledge, the wisdom from the divine. And Aquarius is not from here. <laughs> Anytime you meet an Aquarius, they are in their own world. They are so connected to the stars. They are galactic because they see the future. And so Assyria is about the stars. It's about divination. And she is the mother of Hecate. So there is that knowledge of darkness and witchcraft um, but Asteria really is about astrology too. And I think astrology is, is very intellectual and that is all that is Aquarius. And also let's note that Asteria, when she doesn't want to be bothered, she transforms into like a bird or I think like the water island is what I read and that's very much Aquarius like they're here for the people and then when they don't want to be bothered they will disappear you won't know where they went and they're up in the sky in the stars somewhere and so Assyria to me really resembles Aquarius energy and um, it's about connecting to that divination also to bring up tarot again the tarot card for Aquarius is um, the star. And in that is whenever, anytime that I pull that card for someone, it's resembling that there is divine guidance, that you are being guided by the stars, that you have very deep connection with your crown chakra with your third eye and so as much as Aquarius is an air sign which are known to just be up in the clouds really Aquarius is in the stars is connected with the divine so Assyria was the perfect goddess for Aquarius 
Now, lastly, to end this, we have Pisces, which is all about imagination, dreams, illusions. And so we know that Pisces is resembled by the fish. And so, of course, there's water. And the goddess that I chose, the Greek goddess that I chose for Pisces is Amphrite. She is the goddess of the sea. And the sea, the ocean, is deep. It has depth that we haven't explored. So being that Pisces is about dreams and illusions, the ocean is a portal to a whole other world that we don't know if it's real or not, but we know that it exists. And if we can dream it, it's real, right? Or is it? (laughs) Or maybe this earth is an illusion. We don't know. And that is Pisces. And that is the ocean. And so Amphrite is everything that embodies Pisces. Because I know when we think of dreams, we think of the sky and we think of the nighttime, But let's not forget the ocean, the depths of the ocean, the portals within the oceans that take you to some other place. That is your dreams. That is your illusions. That is what Pisces is about, is the mystical. It rules the 12th house. Mystery, subconscious, depth. And that is all that is the ocean. And so the Greek goddess Amphrite, Uh, was perfect for Pisces and I feel to connect with her is to spend time in the ocean to swim in the ocean to go in the nighttime if you can if that's something that is accessible to you on a full moon on a Pisces full moon and there's magic there and also write your dreams and see where there are connections Um, but really calling in that ocean energy. So now we have gone through all 12 zodiac signs. So thank you if you have sat through the whole podcast with me. (laughs) Tell me any of your thoughts on this episode. And if you look forward to hearing the Egyptian goddesses, or the Hindu goddesses, um, because I did enjoy recording this, so there will be more to come. Um, So yes, I will catch you on the next episode.